Hello again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans of all kinds. Thank you and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. This is part two of our 64 tag team tournament, uh, the greatest tag teams of all time from all decades, all organizations. We're breaking it down. Hopefully you joined us last week for episode number one, and we saw who came out on top with Midnight Express. Once again, this week we have Steven with us, showing off his Jim Cornette picture. How are you, Steven? And he's wearing the Cult of Cornette t-shirt. Cornette guy. I'm a Jim Cornette guy. Just after the Midnight Express winning last week. You know, nothing big. Not much going on here. Just, you know, I don't know. What is today? March 700th. Of a Sunday, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's blurring still. Uh, supposedly, there's Labor Day coming up uh, very shortly. Yeah, birthday. Sounds like fun. Big party. And we're bringing in from Niagara Falls, Jonesy. How are you today? Your, your birthday's on Labor Day? Yeah, September 7th. You had one of the best birthdays because not only did you get to celebrate your birthday, but you got, you got to watch... Uh, um, uh, the Jerry Lewis telephone. I don't know what that is. But really? Oh, well, it, you can find it on YouTube and other places, but it was like the awesomest show ever. Uh, I'm not as old as you. And my back to school present was, or my birthday was always back to school. So it wasn't really that exciting. Uh-huh. Well, we are here. We're going to break down the uh, tournament. However... The videos that we worked on uh, before, they're back this week. So I'm going to play uh, the video so people know what we're going to do. Oh, good. I got lots of time to go clean the bathroom, clean the fridge, uh, make up some Yeah, no, these, yeah, are, these are, are quicker. Market. You're only about 30 and seconds. Do some and then we'll get uh, Stephen to break down what we're talking about. Tonight. I think it might go down to the basement.
As you just saw in that video, those are our eight matchups. So, Stephen, would you like to run down what they are? Hey, we're back. Yes. So, starting off, it'll be the Jurassic Powers or Jurassic Power versus the Hardy Boys. We then have uh, Mr. Fuji and Pat Tanaka versus um, the British Bulldogs. We have the Samoan SWAT team or the Head Trinkers, depending on when you saw them first, versus the Soul Patrol. We then have Money, Inc. versus probably one of the more interesting tag teams, the Hollywood Blondes. We then have uh, Jay Youngblood and Ricky Steamboat versus the Briscoe Brothers, and that's Mark and Jay uh, out of the ROH fame. We then go old school, which is, this is a very interesting matchup. We have the Wild Samoans versus, which I believe these are their nephews or grandkids, the Gorillas of Destiny. Then we have LAX, as in Santana and Ortiz versus Ropinky 3K. We then have the Dudleys versus FTR, a.k.a. the Revival, a.k.a. the Mechanics, a.k.a. the greatest tag team around right now. So that is an interesting uh, lineup that we have of these 16. Um, we'll see who joins the Midnight Express in the finals, in the final four. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go forward with that. Right now, as we start off with round number one, match number one, Jurassic Power is taking on the Hardy Boys. Well, uh, Jurassic Powers uh, consisted of Scott Norton and Hercules Hernandez. Uh, their total combined weight was uh, 630 pounds, and they were mostly in Japan. So these were like really the big guys, uh, considering Japan also likes to. Uh, do the super juniors and then the heavyweights uh, combined are different. Uh, they debuted in 1993, so just after Hercules went uh, and left WWE, uh, ended his partnership with uh, Paul Roma as part of Power and Glory, and they disbanded a year later. So they weren't together a terrible length of time. They were one-time IWGP Tag Team Champions, and they beat the Hellraisers. And uh, the Hellraisers, uh, for those not in the loop, were the Road Warriors, but this was Hawk Warrior and Power Warrior. So this was when Hawk was away from uh, Animal at the time when he left WWE as well. They're taking on the Hardy Boys. Where do we begin? Hardy Boys, uh, 461 pounds uh, combined. They also debuted in 1993, and they were active 93 to 02. 06 to uh, 2011, and 2014 to 2019. Now we look at all the titles that they had, and this is a long list right there of all the titles that they've had, which include All-Star Wrestling, West Virginia, one time. The Crash, one time. House of Glory, one time. MCW Pro Wrestling, one time. Uh, New uh, Dimension uh, Wrestling, one time. NWA 2000, one time. Omega, two times. And that is the Hardy's uh, homegrown backyard wrestling organization that they had with uh, Shannon Moore and Gregory Helms and all their friends involved with that. ROH, one time. 
TNA two times, Wrestling Superstar one time, and that's not even counting their WWE career, which has them one-time WCW Tag Team Champions, one-time Raw Tag Team Champion, one-time SmackDown, six-time WWF World, and then they also won the Tit Tournament or the Terry Invitational Tournament. Uh, most people might remember that as the finals, at, I believe, No Mercy against uh, Edge and Christian in uh, the first tag team ladder match, and that was in 1999. Uh, in PWI, they won match of the year in 2000 and 2001. Both those matches were triple threat matches involving Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys. And they were also tag team of the year in the year 2000. So... I got, this is going to be a no-brainer. Uh, I will be surprised if Jurassic Powers gets a single vote here, uh, regardless of their size. And people may or may not like uh, Scott Morton and Hercules, but for me, it's definitely the Hardy Boys coming out. There's just too much history with them. They were more than just Japan. They have tons of titles to their uh credit and even though now they're in AEW and WWE uh, divided they are still active and yeah they're getting my vote and people might not also realize that uh, King of the Ring uh, they were also opening the doors to the uh, uh, start at the entrance ramp uh, I believe it was in the 94 King of the Ring so they were still getting their uh, rub there Making their news, uh, Jeff lied about his age and went against Razor Ramon at uh, on a Superstars taping and stuff like that. But they got such longevity, they are getting my vote. Stephen, did you say Jurassic Park? Because Jurassic Powers. Oh, because I tuned you out after you started talking about Hardys. Because this was a no-brainer. I'm not even going to waste my breath. It's the Hardys and Jonesy. Well, I think the uh, Drags of Powers are actually pretty uh, darn good. And if uh, they had given a little more time, I'm sure they would have done wonderful things. In fact, I wonder why that when uh, WCW didn't pick up both of those guys up and make them that tag team, they they, they would definitely easily win, win over these other guys. But it's the Hardy, so yeah, Hardy's got my vote. Well, WCW did have Hercules uh, uh, for a brief time under a mask. And the times that Norton was there, they had him with uh, Ice Train and he was buff. Fire and Ice, Vicious and Delicious. I feel like he had like a whole bunch of tag teams that he was with. But for whatever reason, they didn't put these two together. So vicious and on. Delicious. <laughs> that moves us on to our next matchup. Which is Mr. Fuji. And Tanaka taking on the British Bulldogs. So I couldn't find a lot on Tanaka and uh, Fuji together. There's just not a lot of information because I know they're a long time ago. But what I can gather is they won the Continent AWA Southern Tag Team Champion one time together. Uh, one time NWA Georgia Tag Team Champion. Um... One time NWA Southeastern Tag Team Champion, and one and three time WW 
WWF World Tag Team Champions. It's really all I could find. There wasn't a lot of information. Then you got the British Bulldogs, who was amazing. Um, you've got uh, uh, Dynamite Kid and David Boy Smith. They're first cousins, uh, born in Lang Lancaster Town in the UK. They started in 1983 um, as a few to start with in New Japan. But then they um, basically became a tag team after that. Um, they went to the WWF in 84 to 88. Then back to Stampede in All Japan between 88 and 90. They're ranked number five in the top 100 tag teams in PWI the years. Two-time Stampede International Tag Team Champions. One-time WWF Tag Team Champions. Unfortunately, uh, the injury to Den my kid really shortened their um, time together. Um, there wasn't much info well in all japan they won the world's strongest tag um league fighting spirit award in uh, 1984 and 1985 i'm going bulldogs just because i love the bulldogs so that's who i'm going with jonesy uh -huh. for me uh no on the bulldogs because uh fuji and tanaka here I'm having trouble getting my mouse back up top. Anyways, there it is. The The British Bulldogs really weren't together that long, nor did they do a lot compared to the tag team they're up against. I mean, yes, the Bulldogs were a great tag team, uh, popular. They had Matilda. But just on paper, you look at Fuji and Tanaka, the career that Fuji had alone, how long he lasted and this tag team lasted uh, managed by the grand wizard at times, uh, AWA Southern tag team championship, tons of NWA belts um, between like both of them. Uh, we got mid Atlantic championship wrestling uh, tag team there worldwide um, with Toro. It was three times the, the other guy Fuji would team up with was two times. WWE Hall of Fame, uh, WWC North American Heavyweight Champion. There's a lot of things that, I mean, yeah, you take those that one championship away because it wasn't tag, but you're going to have to be the decider on this because this is one thing that Fuji and Tanaka were, were just as good as the British Bulldogs as far as the entertainment value in the ring. The British Bulldogs were more sellable. But people like them because they they look good and all that. But I don't believe they were any more talented than Mr. Fuji and Tanaka. And Mr. Fuji and Tanaka as a tag team were together longer and won more. But not really. They didn't win more titles really together. Absolutely they did as a tag team. The, the Bulldogs didn't win as many as uh, um Fuji and Tanaka. So for me, it's Fuji and Tanaka. I, I honestly, the Bulldogs to me are an overrated team. They were good, but there was other good tag teams. The Hearts were so much better than them. Um, to me, the Bulldogs were were a gimmick. They both could wrestle great, but that was me. Eh. So 
I'm going with uh, Fuji and Tanaka. They just they did more. So listening to both uh, the descriptions of what you guys end up saying, and uh, lucky for me, I would get to be a tie, uh, tiebreaker on this one. Um, I am going to agree with you uh, on this one, Jonesy, uh, because I didn't overly see too much of either tag team, to be honest, but I think Fuji and Tanaka have had a possibly better legacy. Um, injuries and demons, uh, should we say, in Diamond Kid's uh, respect, uh, unfortunately hindered that team from being a bigger success than what they were. Um, Davey had his own demons, but was able to uh, continue his singles. The injuries to uh, Billington were just too much. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Fuji and uh, Tanaka to go against the Hardys in the next uh, round. No, and no, Fuji and Tanaka are in trouble. <laughs> I think anybody who was coming out of uh, this matchup and go against the Hardys, we're going to have a little bit of trouble in round two either way. Um, but that leads us to our third matchup of the show, which is the Samoan SWAT team taking on Soul Patrol. That would be me. That would be me. I got to get my – there we go. So, Soul Patrol – Man, I'm not having a good time with my computer today. I lost everything. Uh-oh. It? No, no, it's there. It's finding it. There it is. Okay, I got the Samoan SWAT team up here. <laughs> uh, the That's the one we're on, right? Samoan SWAT team, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they were the head shrinkers, uh, the wild, the new wild Samoans in NWA, um, Fatu and Samu. Uh, they were the Samoan SWAT team in WCW and the American Wrestling Federation. Uh, do, 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 do. Well, they won a lot. Uh, world-class championship wrestling, uh, three times Texas, one time Caribbean, of course, the WWF World one time. I think, ooh, they had a slammy, uh, best etiquette. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, the wrestling observer, uh, ooh, they didn't like them. Uh, worst, <laughs> worst uh, worked a match with Bastion Booger. Yeah, that would be hard to do. Um, UWA uh, World uh, Trios Championship against Soul Patrol. Uh, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Uh, they were one ta WWF Tag Team Champs. Both of them on their own were. I mean, they they could both work a main event uh, together. Again, I, th I think they're a team that if they hadn't already had success, they probably would have stuck with this if they didn't get later success and they would have been, uh, uh, been able to beat them. But uh, to me, it's, I mean, it's the Simone SWAT team. They, they've been around for a long time and they've survived different names, not so much change of their characters, but they've, they've, uh, They've done very well over the years. So for me, it's Swollen SWAT team. Uh, yeah, for myself, I am also going with a Swollen SWAT team. Just too many uh, titles, too much legacy, lineage. Uh, 
even though Rocky Johnson is actually part of that uh, lineage through marriage, uh, Johnson and uh, uh, oh, Grant. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Alex or Sika? Hmm? Offa or Sika? No, uh, Johnson's uh, tag team partner. Uh, Atlas. Tony Atlas. Thank you. It, it came to me at the same time as you are saying, but Saba Simba. Uh, I, yeah, I've seen, seen more of him when he was in AWF. Yeah, they were good when they were more individuals, but they are the first uh, African-American tag team uh, in WWF history or WWF history. Um, but yeah, Samoan SWAT team, head shrinkers, wherever they want to go by, have the better legacy. Uh, and that's why I'm choosing them. Steven, is it a sweep or is it a vote for Soul Patrol? It's a sweep. It's the small and SWAT team. That's who I first saw them as. Then the head shrinkers, which was a little bit more cartoony than the small and SWAT team, but I still enjoyed them. It, it's the, they were big men who could move. And I think, I'm not sure if it's Samu or Fatu's. I think it's his grandson, Jacob. It's got to be Fatu, Jacob Fatu and M MLW. Just remember that name and for the next 15 years. Oh, Jonesy, go watch Jacob Fatu. He can do, yep. he's about 300 pounds. He can do a standing moonsault. He can jump from flat-footed up to the top rope and hit a moonsault. Oh, Jonesy, you will be like this. If does, it, does he have a, a Fatu? Um, did he inherit the Fatu butt? Like his daddy? <laughs> he he is a big boy, but he is like athletic. Think Bam Bam Bigelow, but Samoan, but not as big. Like he's a lot, like not a great body type. Like he's very, like me, flabby, but you wouldn't know it. He, he's insane. You have to look him up. And he's not comedy at all. No comedy involved. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. So that gives the uh, victory to Small and Spot team. Uh, moving on to the second round, and they're going to face the winner of this match, which is going to be Hollywood Blonde. Money, 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 money. Uh, money Inc. against the Hollywood Blondes. Money Inc. consisted of Ted DiBiase and Irwin R. Scheister. They were managed by the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and... They were formed somewhat in late 91. Officially, they, uh, I guess on Wikipedia, they're saying 92. But if you look at uh, them, what they did beforehand, they were teaming up slightly beforehand at the end of the year. And they lasted until uh, about the end of 93. Uh, they were three-time tag team uh, champions in WWE. Um, even screwing over the natural disasters who were also being uh, managed by uh, Month of the South, and that turned them faces. Uh, they were in the semi-main event, I guess you would call it, with taking on Hogan and Beefcake at WrestleMania 9 when they tried to destroy Beefcake's face with a uh, briefcase, and they lost real money um, at 
Caesar's Palace uh, when when he got uh, thrown there. Jimmy had turned on them uh, to save Beefcake. They're taking on the Hollywood Blondes. Now, people may or may not know which version we're talking about because the Hollywood Blondes uh, were a bunch of tag teams, including Buddy Roberts and uh, Jerry Brown, Rip Rogers and Ted Oates, and Dusty Wolf and Ken uh, Tibbs or Tim's. But we're talking about the most famous one, which is Stone Cold Steve Austin or Stunning Steve Austin and Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, Flying Brian. And they got together in late 92, uh, worked together until October of 93 when they were split up, mainly because they were getting over too much. Uh, for whatever reason, WCW didn't like that. And so then they took them away from each other. Uh, Cullen went the Four Horsemen. Austin went uh, Stud Stable and was uh, managed by uh, Tennessee Lee in the uh, future. So it was uh, Robert Fuller. But as a tag team, they were uh, 480 pounds. PWA, number 50 tag team of the top 100 ranked uh, of all time in 2003 when they did that. They won the NWA tag team titles once and WCW tag team titles once. So this was during the transition between uh, Jim Cornette, I mean, not Jim Cornette, JCP, um, Jim Crockett Promotions, and Ted Turner uh, doing WCW. They were the Wrestling Observer Tag Team uh, of the Year in 1993. As much as, like, this one, honestly, for me, when I was looking at this, was my hard one to see who would advance because they were both great individual uh, talents put together for both teams. Both had uh, success, unfortunately, as uh, too much success uh, in the regards of uh, Hollywood Blondes in the eyes of WCW, and they got broken up way too soon, and pretty much an injury ended up uh, ending Money, Inc. from continuing on. Ted DiBiase would later on manage Erwin uh, R. Seister uh, over in WCW as part of the NWO when it was VK Wall Street. Uh, they've had a couple of reunions since on uh, different celebration Raws, whether it's 25th anniversary, 1,000 episodes, 1,500 episodes, WrestleManias. Unfortunately, Brian uh, Pillman passed away, uh, but Steve Austin still wears the necklace that they have uh, shared together. Once again, tough decision. I... I'm a huge Austin fan, but I'm going to go with Money, Inc. Steven. This wasn't a, hot, a tough decision for me. Unfortunately, the Hollywood Blondes were split up too quick. Uh, they did not like – WCW did not like that they were getting over. So this was easier than um, for me. I think if Money or if Hollywood Blondes would have had more time together – this would have been a lot closer, but WCW was like, oh, you're getting over. Time to split you up. No need to make money here. Uh, so I'm definitely going Money, Inc. So they'll be moving on, but Jonesy? I, I would have picked the Hollywood Blondes. They're both great tag teams. I just think the Hollywood Blondes had 
if they would have left them together, yeah, we wouldn't probably got Stone Cold, but uh, they would have been a great tag team. For me, Money Inc., I mean, they were a perfect tag team that they didn't have to put a lot into because both characters already were uh, um, there, so they just slapped them together. And, of course, they're going to be able to go and do kick on any tag team and be champions. Uh, but the Hollywood Blondes, they just... I don't know. They they sold the whole tag team thing more. Uh, I think they made tag team wrestling fun to watch. Uh, but eh, it didn't matter to me who won that one. So we got money on that one. Now this next one, I put some money on. So, whew. and that brings us to Youngblood and Steamboat taking on the Briscoe Brothers, but. Uh, we'll just establish that these the Briscoe Brothers from the Ring of Honor, not the Briscoe Brothers Auto Body Shop. Steven. So, so I couldn't find too, too much on Young and Steamboat. I mean, I've seen them in the NWA, but they're together. They've won the NWA Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions once. They were the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the Mid-Atlantic version, five times. But that was it as a tag team. They did rank 19 in the 100 best tag teams. And there was a uh, Wrestling Observer Tag Team of the Year in 1983. But um, Jay Youngblood passed away way really young. So they never really got their feet under them as a true tag team. Now the Briscoes... Jay and Mark, um, they're actual brothers, like real brothers. I know uh, brothers get thrown a, around a lot, but they were our legit brothers. Um, Are they not twins? Uh, yeah. First at wrestling May 20th of 2000. So they've been 20 years now. Um which is insane. No, they're no, they're not twins. They're one year apart. You would think they're. Um, Jay was born January twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. Mark was born January seventeenth, nineteen eighty five. But you would think that they were twins based on uh, looking at them. They started their career in Combat Zone or ECWA under the name uh, Jay and Mark Briscoe. Uh, they moved to Combat Zone from 2001 to 2002, and then back there in 2003. Um, they went. They were part of uh, Jersey All Pro Wrestling, 2001, 2002, 2005. But really, their home is ROH. They started there 2002 to 2004. They went. They've also wrestled at Pro Wrestling Gorilla, 2003, 2006, 2007, 2010, 2011. Uh, they took a sabbatical in 2004 to 2005, really just to get themselves um, healed. Uh, Mark had had an accident at the time, and they were both really hurt, beaten up pretty much. Um, they returned in 2005 at Pro Wrestling Unplugged out of Philadelphia. They returned to ROH in 2006 through present. Um they, you name it, they have wrestled any of the top tag teams. 
Steen and Al Generico. Who else did they? They were been managed by Jim Cornette, which I forgot about, but I went back and watched and I loved it. They've defeated Christopher Daniels, Matt Seidel, uh, the no, no Remorse Corp, um, the Kings of Wrestling, Age of the Fallen, uh, Chris Hero, Claudio Casanoli, uh, the American Wolves, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, Scum. Uh, there's so many teams they've gone against. The uh, Gorilla's Destiny, uh, the Bullet Club, which is Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, uh, um, the Hardy Boys, the Addiction, War Machine, All Night Express, Chaos. You name it, they've wrestled them. The Young Bucks, the Motor City Machine Guns. They still work independence from right up till 2018. Uh, they did have a tryout in the WWE in 2009. Um, they basically turned them down because um, they weren't cosmetically pleasing. They also wrestle in 2016 in New Japan. So they're two-time CZW World Tag Team Champion. Um, they're a uh, Full Impact Pro Tag Team Champion one time. Jersey Championship Wrestling – or sorry – IWGP Tag Team Champion once, NW Wild Side Tag Team Champion once, they um, Pro Wrestling Noah Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions once, Pro Wrestling Unplugged Tag Team Champions once, Real Championship Wrestling Tag Team once, they won the Art, uh, Real Championship Wrestling Tag Team Tournament in 2009. Now Ring of Honor, they are an 11-time tag team champion. They're also a squared circle wrestling tag team champion, United States extreme tag team champion. They also were the tag team of the year in 2007. Um, they are getting my vote. I think they've been a tag team pretty consistently for 20 years. Um, they've both had a little bit of singles um, success, but if you look at basically they've been a tag team together for 18 years. With Fulo, they took the year off when they were both were hurt. And then in 2018, they both took pretty much a year to be single stars. Um, but they've come back together. They're a tag team that I could sit there and watch. I wish they would have gotten a run in one of the big promotions because they've earned it. They're in their mid-30s now, so I don't see them going – to WWE, I mean, if they were going to go anywhere, maybe would have been AEW, but I think that ship's sailing. I'm okay with them staying in ROH for the rest of their careers. Um, they're a mainstay. So I'm going to Briscoe's. Josie. Um, Jay and Mark, uh, they, uh, did you know both of them wore masks at the Cage of Death 3 because they – they couldn't legally actually be there because they were both underage for uh, the Pennsylvania under Pennsylvania state law. Uh, they almost, to me, they sound like uh, you know, somewhat of like a Hardy Boys. Uh, to me, they get my vote because I mean, yeah, Steamboat and Young Blood, 
were great. And, of course, Steamboat's legend and all that. But it's a tag team tournament. So the Briscoe brothers have been together longer, done a lot more stuff. And and they got dads that know how to fix your car. No, they have no relations to that those Briscoes. Oh, they're not. Oh, they don't no, have a relation. No relation to them. Oh, I thought they did. No. I thought they were something. (laughs) So that makes uh, my vote useless, but it is going to be a three nothing vote. Uh, Just too much history um, with the Briscoes from almost birth, basically, Uh, minus that year apart for them. But yeah, just all the uh, time that they've uh, spent together uh, competing where they've competed, who they've gone against, how many titles, cannot compare to what Jay Youngblood and uh, Ricky Steamboat ended up doing. So I am definitely going with uh, the Briscoes in a 3 nothing sweep. And this takes us to, then, a battle of generations, because it's the Wild Samoans taking on the Gorillas of Destiny. All right, so... The Wild Samoans, uh, what did they rest? Oh, Afa and Sika. You know what? I, I First thing I think of is Sika and them coming out of the water with him eating uh, a fish. And that is one of my earliest rememberings of watching wrestling is seeing that. And that hooked me. Um, so Mid-South Wrestling and National Wrestling Alliance, World Wrestling Federation, they've They've been many places. They were uh, managed by Captain Lou, uh, AWA, uh, South Champions, NWA once, uh, in lots of other NWA uh, territories, Mid-South three times. They were the class of 2012 in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Stampede Wrestling twice, uh, the World uh, Wrestling Council one time, Hall of Fame in 2007, and, uh, of course, WWF Tag Team uh, Champions three times. The Gorillas of Destinies, uh, sometimes shortened to spell G-O-D, is a Tongan-American professional wrestling tag team. Uh, Real Life Brothers, Tama Tonga and Tonga Lo, uh, trained by the Dudleys. I haven't watched these guys wrestle a lot. I, I know I've watched them, but... I can't really remember seeing a lot of those matches. Uh, IWGP six times, uh, six-man tag championship. They won Pro Wrestling Illustrated, number 32. Uh, Ring of Honor and the Wrestling Circus, uh, big top tag team championship. For for me, I have to pick the Wild Simones because, I mean, I know they were great. I got to see the tail end of their career. Um, you guys will be more the factor on the other uh, guys. It looks like they've done a lot, but not near as m- much as the Wild Samoans have. So for me, it's the Wild Samoans. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is about the generations. Um, the Grills of Destiny are the sons of Haku. Um and so okay, them then, yeah. are definitely, as I said, related to the Wild Samoans. They have that whole big lineage, throwing in Yokozuna, uh, Fatu, uh, 
Jamal and Rosie or Umaga uh, and Rosie, uh, Roman Reigns, even The Rock, Tamina. He's, yeah, just such bloodline going on in there. The Gorillas of Destiny have done a lot already in their short time together as a tag team. Um, definitely, we've already put a lot of emphasis on the uh, New Japan uh, titles being uh, very important, regardless of what tournament we have been talking about. But I, I do have to go with the Wild Samoans, uh, just their legacy. When you ask about a Samoan uh, tag team, they're probably the first ones you think of. Then you start thinking about the Head Shrinkers or Small and SWAT team, uh, Gorillas of Destiny. Probably don't even ring your bell that it's uh, a Samoan uh, tag team right off the bat, even the Usos uh, to that extent. But when you talk about the ones who started it all, you have to go with Offensica, and I'm choosing them. Steven, is it a clean sweep or do the Gorillas get a vote? Gorillas get a vote only because I'm. I watch a ton of New Japan, and they are very unique. Um, I personally would go the Gorillas of Destiny, but, I mean, my vote doesn't count at this point, so it's a 2-1. And they will take on the Briscoe brothers, the Wild Samoans will, in the next round, which brings us to... My last one of this round uh, is LAX. I actually needed two sheets, one for each of them. Uh, LAX taking on Rapungi 3K. And let me change the, this one. There we go. Put that up there. LAX, we're talking about the version currently, which is, well, they're not there anymore, but they're Santana Ortiz, who are now with AWA, AEW uh, with Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. Um, they had a lot of other uh, members, including Homicide Hernandez, who were the original ones, Apollo Machete, Hector Guerrero, uh, Diamante, who's now also in AEW, Loki King, but Santana Ortiz, they were together before coming to Impact Wrestling when Conan uh, revived the LAX uh, name and eventually went against the OGs, which were uh, Homicide and Hernandez. Huge uh, matches that they did during one of the, I'd say, revival-ish times uh, that people could watch uh, Impact Wrestling and be, like, interested in it. Don't lie. There, there's been no of those times. Well, there's stop-and-go parts. You can go, oh, this is good, watch that, and then you drop off again. Um, I remember seeing uh, them do their huge match. Uh, I believe it was at uh, Slammiversary, and they tore the ring apart. And some of the boards were – they should have had at least another board or two in that uh, ring. I can't believe they use it the way they did. Uh, but they were a tag team before coming to Impact Wrestling. And they had won the AAW uh, Tag Team uh, Championships once, House of Glory once, which I believe that is Tommy Dreamer's uh, group. Uh, or oh, that's House Hardcore. House of Glory, I think, is Low Keys. Low Keys. Yeah. 
Uh, GWF tag team. That was uh, when Jeff Jarrett was trying to revive something. Impact Wrestling, four-time tag team champions. Warriors of Wrestling, one time. Pro Wrestling uh, Revolver, one time. Tag team of the year for Impact Wrestling in 2018. Wrestle uh, Pro one-time tag team champions, World Wrestling League one time, and Jersey Championship Wrestling one time. They were formed in 2012. Uh, in the 2019 PWI uh, rankings, Ortiz was number 115, and Santana was 119. So looking at them as a team taking on Rapongi 3K, they debuted in 2013 and have been active ever since. Uh, 392 pounds. Sho Tanaka, or he goes now by just Sho, and Yohi Kamasuta, Kamatsu, sorry, Kamatsu, uh, just going by Yo right now. Uh, their manager currently is Rocky Romero uh, since they returned to uh, New Japan in 2017. They were originally trained in the New Japan uh, Dojo. Uh, they moved over to CML in 2016. They had a couple of different names, uh, Reijin and Fujin. Uh, they worked in ROH as uh, Tempura Boys. Nothing uh, racist there, is there? Uh, they returned to New Japan in 2017. Uh, as I said, they have their manager now, Rocky Romero, and they're part of the Chaos Stable. Uh, they won their first Super Junior uh, Tag Team Tournament in 2017 and won them again in 2018 and 19. Currently, they are the IWGP Junior Heavyweight uh, Tag Team Champions, and they're on their fifth title reign in uh, total for there. So, this would be a good matchup. Uh, I think Santana and Ortiz would end up uh, definitely winning if it was put in a ring. Um, looking at their resumes on paper, though, I am going to go with LAX. Just a lot more uh, tag team titles, a uh, little bit more journeyed in a way to get, making their way towards AEW. Um, I guess they weren't even supposed to be the original members of the inner circle, but just things ended up happening that they were the ones picked instead of uh, another team. And I'm picking LAX over Pongi 3K. So I'll give you one guess. Rapongi. Do you think I'm going comedy, useless? Because that's what they become, or really good tag team? Any well, guesses? Any guesses? Shocking. I'm going with Rapongi 3K. Jonesy, I think you would like him too. They've got some athleticism, but they also understand what tag team wrestling should be actual tags and not just running in another and we'll, we'll get into that on Thursday when I have my nervous breakdown about AEW, but I'm going Rapongi so, 3K. Uh, I'm, I'm going with Rapongi. Uh, I'm sure I've watched some of their stuff. I just don't remember them. I know researching them and that, uh, yeah, they don't have as many championships, but they got some big ins, and 
to win a tournament three years in a row to be picked three years in a row to do that. That's, you know, so for me, it's uh, I'm the tiebreaker, so Rapungi. Very good. Uh, which brings us to our final matchup of the uh, first round. And that is the Dudley Boys against FTR. This is going to be heartbreaking. So <laughs> we're going to start with the Dudley Boys, also known as Team 3D, for when they went to TNA, which we all like to per forget. They started in um, an ECW, not even as a – technically as a tag team, part of the Dudley Boys, but not really – an official tag team that um, I mean, I know when we got TNA up here on or ECW on was it TNN? I think it was yeah. in London, something like that. They were already in full heel. I've gone back and watched a lot of them. The things they say you would never be allowed to now, but they started in 96 to 99 in ECW had some success um, but really, their fame comes from WWF, WWE from 99 to 2005. They put everyone through tables, which was pretty insane. Putting like Mae Young through a table. <laughs> um, I mean, they joined the alliance at that point. Um, then they, in 2005 to 2008, they were NWA and TNA Tag Team Champions. We'd like to forget it. They also went to IW or to New Japan. They were IWGP uh, Tag Team Champions. Um, they've been all over the place. Um, part of Aces and Eights. They went to Japan and were on the independent circuits from 2005 to 2015. They returned to WWE in 2015 for a year. They returned to Independence really at, in 2016. Um, so let's go through the accomplishments because this could take a while. All Japan Pro Wrestling Tag Team, or All, All Japan Pro Wrestling World's Strongest Tag League Champions in 2005, eight time WWE Champions, one time Hustle Superstar Tag Team Champions, uh, two time IWGP Tag Team Champions. WI Match of the Year in 2000, 2001, Tag Team of the Year 2001, 2009, Tag Team of the Decade 2000, 2019, Squared Circle Wrestling uh, Tag Team Champions once, NWA, um, NWA TNA, this is, the, when I say NWA, it's the NWA TNA uh, World Tag Team Champions once, TNA World Tag Team Champions two times, NWA Tag Team Tournament 2014 they won, NWA Tag uh, NWA Tag Team of the Year 2005, and they were part of the NWA or TNA Hall of Fame class in 2014. They're a one-time uh, WWE Tag Team Champions, eight-time WWF World Tag Team Champions, one-time WCW Tag Team Champions, again, that's in the WWF, and WWE Hall of Famers in 2018. Now we're going to talk about the best tag team going out there right now which is cash wood what are you laughing at 
<laughs> they're like, it's like listening to someone sell a car. You know, this one's a Lamborghini, but this one over here, you've never seen this one before. It's better than a Lamborghini. Go ahead. I mean, I would have loved to see these two wrestle in their primes because it would be a hell of a match. These guys are most compared to the Brain Busters, Arn and Tully. Um, they formed in 2014 in uh, NXT. They were in NXT from 2014 to 2015. They won NXT Tag Team Champions in 2015 to 2017. Then they got called up to the main roster, and that was a shit show in itself. Now they're wrestling part of AEW. Um, Pro Wrestling Illustrated ranked them as singles in 2019. They're two-time NXT Tag Team Champions, two-time WWE Raw Tag Team Champions, one-time WWE uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the first uh, WWE Tag Team Triple Crown winners, um, NXT Year End Awards two times, um, Tag Team of the Year in 2016, and probably one of the best matches I've ever seen, Match of the Year 2016, uh, versus DIY, uh, best two out of three falls. Um, the other thing is, if you ever get a chance to watch um, the Revival versus American Alpha in NXT, was amazing. Unfortunately, as much as I love FTR, it's the Deadlies. They drew the Deadlies. They draw pretty much any other team on this list. They get my vote, but it's the Deadlies. They, like I said last week, the Midnight Express was the tag team of the 80s. The Deadlies were the team of late 90s, early 2000s. You can't not vote Deadlies. I'd be very surprised if this isn't a 3-0. But Deadlies it is for me. Jonesy. For me, the Dudleys are the ones that are going to win this whole tournament. I mean, you can't. Nobody else has got that uh, resume and been in that many different places with that much success and stayed together, especially when they were split and and uh, uh, oh, geez, <laughs> Baba went out and did the great job he did in TNA and then they get together again, go back to WWE. It's just they're they're the team to beat, in in my opinion. I, I think they're the best tag team that's ever been out there. Uh, I'm a fan of theirs, but I'd rather other tag teams over them. But they've just done so much. At least all the way. Yeah, this is unfortunately a clean sweep, and it's weird to say unfortunate because we are talking about FTR. Um, they have a lot to still bring to the table. Uh, huge them. Uh, they only got together in uh, 2014 as mechanics. And if anybody is going to hopefully bring some sort of seriousness to the AEW tag team division and not make it a spot fest and uh, actually follow rules. Hopefully they are going to be the example to do so. They're trying to uh, do so, I guess, with the vignette that he uh, recently did. It's now putting their uh, actions behind their uh, words because without that, they'll just fall into uh, the joke category, unfortunately, like Jurassic Express, uh, 
uh, private party <laughs> and everybody else, you know, that's there, uh, even Santana and Ortiz, uh, Butcher and Blade, are unfortunately, are shell themselves. Young SSB. Like, unfortunately, everybody is falling by the wayside. Hopefully, these guys are going to be the ones who turn things around for uh, making the tag team division serious. But any other spot in this tournament, they could have made it out of the first round. They drew the Dudleys. Bad draw for them. And Dudleys are moving on in this one. So that concludes round number one of this week's tournament. Steven, do you want to give us a rundown of what happened? Yeah, so to start with, we had the Hardys beat Jurassic Power 3-0. Not a shock at all. Fuji and Tanaka, what I'm going to call this is an upset of the first round, beat the British Bulldogs 2-1. <laughs> Most people who would watch this would know the British Bulldogs. Probably. Hey, they're a great team, but when you put them against Fuji and Tanaka, I'm sorry. It's a no-brainer. But I understand. I mean, the British Bulldogs, name-wise, yes. Shirt selling, all that. But as far as in-the-ring longevity, a resume, I would just pick Fuji and Tanaka. Man, Fuji was a badass. I know, but I would say this, that was the biggest upset of the first round. I can I can agree with that. Uh, Samoan SWAT team slash head shrinkers, depending on how you know them, beat Soul Patrol 3-0. Money Inc. beat Hollywood Blondes, Austin, and uh, Pillman 2-1. Um, Mark and Jay Briscoe, the Briscoes, uh, beat Youngblood, Jay Youngblood and uh, Ricky Steamboat uh, 3-0. Wild Samoans beat the Gorillas of Destiny 2-1. Um Rapongi 3K beat LAX, as in Santana and Ortiz, um, 2-1. And probably that broke my heart the most because of a shit draw. And probably probably can speak for Sean as well, just because I know Sean. Me and Sean talk about tag wrestling. Dudley's beat FTR 3-0, but I know it broke probably both of our hearts because we both love FTR. Yeah, um, they've been in a different bracket uh, like next week or well, look weeks. here the first the first team below them is the Hart Foundation for and next week yeah do you, do you think if it was FTR against Hart Foundation that would have been an upset FTR really, FTR has done more than the Hart Foundation yeah mm -hmm. FTR probably would have beat the Hart Foundation regardless of uh the legend that the Hart Foundation is, they they are one of the greatest tag teams ever. But when we're comparing resumes and what they've done, uh, Brett is bigger than the Hart Foundation itself. FTR could have uh, probably gone a lot farther in next week's tournament compared to tonight's. I mean, my Mark vote would have voted for the Hart Foundation anyways, because, but if they had to face FTR, God, another tough one would have broke my heart. Was there anything that surprised you, Sean, in the first round? Uh, maybe, uh, as you said, like Fuji and Tanaka, even though, yes, I did vote for them. Uh, when I started uh, looking at this uh, list uh, originally, 
and try and figure out my picks. I probably would have uh, picked the Bulldogs, but hearing their resumes, comparing them, uh, hearing our banter, that one uh, definitely is a standout. Um, even maybe the Wild Samoans uh, being uh, Grills of Destiny as a little bit of a uh, shock because of the different eras and the amount of titles that they've won. Uh, but sometimes you have to go with legends over uh, people who are still uh, progressing and building their resume. Jonesy, was there anything that surprised you in the first round? Uh, I, I was actually surprised that uh, Fuji and Tanaka took over because I thought I was going to be the only one that was going to vote for him. So when when Sean did it, it was it was like you know you're you're at a poker table and you're like I know I'm going to win. I'm, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I mean the, the Bulldogs were huge. I I remember watching them. I lived in that era, but you know, ah, Fuji's got a in my heart. Fuji was so great. So that brings us to our second round. And Chris, you get to start us off with the Hardy Boys taking on Fuji and Tanaka. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this is when now Fuji and Tanaka are not so good. <laughs> but, no, I, I think uh, Fuji and Tanaka uh, – had uh, ladders been around back then, I think you know. I think the Hardys and Fuji and Tanaka would have a hell of a great match, uh, entertaining both styles. Uh, but I mean, the the, Hart, the Hardy Boys is one of those teams that didn't think much of them when they came in. Uh, they didn't look like wrestlers, um, but they sure turned into wrestlers really quick, man. Uh, hey, Matt had some uh, good deals at Lens Mill store. Gave <laughs> some uh, fabric to make their uh, costumes. Lens Mills. Um, yeah, for me, I, you know, I gotta go. I gotta go with Hardy's on this. Even though Fuji and Tanaka would be great to continue to go on, but as a tournament, I just think I don't know. I think that the Hardy's would be picked to go to go on. So for me, it's Hardy's. Yeah, uh, the uh, resumes uh, definitely speak for themselves as much as uh, Fuji and Tanaka were a tag team to probably reckon with. Uh, when you went in the ring with them, they had uh, they're very sneaky, considering it's the devious one, Mr. Fuji. We're talking about the Hardy Boys, who have a huge uh, legacy of tag team titles uh, and amazing matches. Uh to speak of. So for me, it's the Hardy boys uh, definitely advancing to the next round. Is it a sweep though? Steven. It's a sweep. This is, this one is even tough. Unfortunately, Fuji and Tanaka drew the Hardy boys. Yeah. Um, it's one of those very not tough. Unfortunately, Fuji and Tanaka had about as much shot of beating the Hardy boys as, you know, being alive now. <laughs> but they are. As opposed to some that aren't. I know. I, I just watched uh, SummerSlam 1990, and it's just sad how many are not with us 30 years later. In that, oh, uh, I do that all the time when I'm watching wrestling. And the wife's beside me, I go, 
Hey, look, everyone in the, the ring is dead. <laughs> including the commentators sometimes. Yes, including the commentators. It's like, oh. But, yeah, so Hardy Boys definitely moving on with a 3 nothing victory. Taking us over to the Samoan SWAT team. Taking on Money, Inc. Money, money. Now, I'm trying to think if this actually happened in WWE uh, after, uh, after uh, the Head Shrinkers turned face uh, and we're with uh, Captain Lou. Probably did happen. Uh, just though, as great as DiBiase and Mike Rotunda are as individuals and the great tag team that they formed uh, together for Money, Inc., the small and small team, they are family. They traveled around more than just being in WWE as a makeshift tag team. And they have huge uh, amount of titles and everything. So I'm picking Samoan SWAT team, even though they did have Oliver Humpernick uh, doing a whole surfer-type uh, gimmick as one of their managers in WCW. Oliver Humpernick aside, Samoan SWAT team. Steven. Well, this was easier. Don't get me wrong, I love Money Inc., uh, but it's a small SWAT team. Been too many places, won too many championships. It's the Samoan SWAT team. Jonesy, is it 3 0 or 2 1? Oh, I would have picked Samoan. Okay, well, so. So now it's to me the Briscoes versus the Wild Samoans. Again, this one's fairly easy to me. I'm going the Briscoes. Far too many championships. Been together as a tag team for basically 20 years. They're just their family. Uh, I'm going the Briscoes. I, I'm going to make this go to a tiebreaker. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Briscoes, great resume. Uh, you know, they, they have a couple big ones on here, but a lot of it is in the indies and, and uh, stuff like that. And I mean, ROH is, is fairly big, but uh, you look at the Wild Samoans, the legacy they had, the manager they had. Uh, for me, it's that, uh, you know, they would go on, but, you know, the, the time period it is nowadays, too. I'm, I'm just going to say the Wild Samoans, and we'll see what Sean says, because I, I would accept the Briscoe brothers going on. I just, uh, the Wild Samoans, you know, I got to see a lot more of their stuff than, than the Briscoes. I've seen Briscoes, they're great and everything, but Wild Samoans for me. My vote goes to the Wild Samoans. I am going to be obviously the tiebreaker, and I'm going to go with Steven on this one with the Briscoes, uh, just because also as much as I do uh, at times say about people leading, uh, doing better uh, because they've visited other territories and uh, uh, been chosen to be their representatives, you got 11-time tag team champions of Ring of Honor, this is a lot of confidence put in the management of Ring of Honor for them to be the poster children for the uh, 
tag team division, uh, regardless of who they end up going against. Yes, it means they've lost it uh, 10 or 11 times, but that was to help other teams, and then it got back to them. So in this case, I am going to go with the Briscoe brothers. Uh, moving on to the next round to take on the winner of our next matchup. Uh, the next one's Rapongi 3K versus Dudley's. Oh, there we go. Well, Dudley boys, I mean, <laughs> I've I voted. Yeah, it's going to be hard to uh, do anything other than the Dudley boys. Uh, we just uh, talked about everywhere that they went, uh, being a tag team. Um, obviously, WD saw the error of their ways when they split them up in the brand split and made uh, Devon um, a priest, which uh, I think is part of his family uh, in real life. But uh, just they're greater as a team rather than individuals. Until Bubba ended up uh, recreating himself as Bully Ray. Uh, so he was able to at least excel over in uh, Impact Wrestling and become uh, somebody that's considered a main eventer. Um, could Bully Ray uh, make it in WWE under that character? Would be interesting to have seen. If age wasn't in the way of him now and people... I uh, didn't see him as just uh, Bubba, right? But Bubba and Devon together, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. If WWE would have let Bubba be Bubba, that character, honestly, he would have he would have been very close to Steve Austin. He would have had that very similar character, beer drinking, foul mouthed guy. What fans like the cheer? Because I, I think Bubba did a great job in TNA. I, I think he was a great bad guy. He made Ace into in the eights more than just a copy of NWO. So, uh, yeah. Continue. <laughs> so that's the well. It's three zero. Let's just get real. Yeah. So that's going to end the second round. So we had Hardys beat Fuji and Tanaka 3-0. Not really a surprise there. Simone and SWAT team beat Money Inc. 3-0. Kind of surprised me. I thought that might go 2-1. Briscoes beat the Wild Simones, which I consider the upset of round two because I thought I'd be outvoted. Um, Rapongi 3K didn't have a chance. Didn't have a chance against Deadlies. No. Whoever won the LAX where Pongi 3K was just going to get beat 3 nothing, and it's fine. It is what it is. Um, Sean, was there any surprises in round two for you? Yeah, probably. Uh, she said Briscoes and uh, Samoans, but yeah, it's just being able to judge on what uh, makes more sense to advance somebody in this tournament uh, over another uh, team. And in this case, the Briscoes uh, definitely impressed, uh, I think, myself more uh, than Wild Swans. So that's why I let them and The Briscoes aren't done yet with their career. No. Exactly. Uh, Jonesy, was there anything that surprised you in round two? Uh, 
No, I don't think nothing really surprised me. Nothing made me angry, so I'm good. So we're going to move on to the semifinals of the B bracket, which are going to be Hardys versus Samoan SWAT team, Briscoes versus Dudleys. Yeah, and I get to start us off with the Hardy boys against the Samoan SWAT team. Another family affair. This this bracket had a lot of families involved. I'm not sure if uh, the other ones are as heavy with the family connections uh, as this one was tonight. Uh, just looking at what they've done, uh, Samoan SWAT team did travel around a lot and uh, got recognition that way. Unfortunately, we've also talked about legacies uh, during this uh, these tournaments, uh, regardless of what our theme is. And when you look at what their legacies currently are, if the Swan SWAT team had just been that, maybe briefly uh, their first run, uh, first stop in WD with um, the Head Shrinkers, we could have been okay. But then we see Survivor Series where Offa is uh, downing uh, turkeys. Uh, they're teaming with Bam Bam Bigelow and Bastion Booger against four doinks, which were men on a mission, and the Bushwhackers. Mm-hmm. And then Samu ends up taking off and leaving. Uh, then they bring in uh, Sioni, which was the barbarian, and trying to show his uh, being able to wear... Uh, well, he was wearing boots, but then trying to get Fatu to wear boots. That just fell on deaf ears. Then Fatu became making a difference, and then Samoans tried to get him to come back to their uh, clan, but they were dressed up as gangsters. Just the legacy that started dwindling all along the way. Um even though maybe the broken uh, world of the Hardys was not my favorite to really sink my teeth into, but a lot of people bought into it. Um, so their legacy isn't as tarnished, I would say. Uh, right now they're split up uh, on two different uh, companies, but comparing the, their legacies going forward and yeah, continuing what each year remembered for the head shrinkers kind of bring down the Samoan SWAT team as opposed to just the uh, Hardy boys. So I'm going with the Hardys uh, in this one. Steven. Uh, this wasn't as hard as you would think for me. I went Hardys. They're just too much of a legacy. Jonesy. I want to give Swan SWAT team a pity vote because they, they 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 I mean they were great even as head shrinkers. I remember seeing them at the London Gardens, uh, uh, the head shrinkers and great tag team, always entertaining. And I I'd vote for Hardys so. That brings us to our last match of the semifinals. And that's the Briscoe brothers taking on the Dudleys. Um, 
This one's actually tougher than I think anyone. I know the Deadlies have legacy, but I'm going Briscoes. Uh, I think Briscoes have a ton of championships. I think, um, yeah, I'm going Briscoes. Jonesy. Uh, I can understand, you know, why you'd pick the Briscoes. However, just discussing the Hardy's legacy versus the, the you know, the Samoan SWAT team. It's to me, it's the same thing as the Briscoes and Dudley Boys. Uh, if if we knew what else the Briscoes will 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 achieve, because I'm sure at some point they're going to be at some, you know big show, at least one match somewhere down the line, a dream match that will maybe knock it out of the park for them. But the, the Dudley boys just have done so much and they could still get in the ring today if they needed to. So to, for me, it's, it's, it, you, you have to, I, Dudley boys, man, I have to go with the Dudley boys. And I get to be the tiebreaker, which is actually surprising me as, yeah, just looking at the way the brackets were tonight, I didn't expect the Briscoes to probably make it this far into uh, it. But it's got to be the Dudleys. The Dudleys went everywhere. They had titles everywhere they showed up. And they might have been just a makeshift uh, tag team when Paul Heyman put them together because it was just random people uh, that became a Dudley member and threw on a tie-dye shirt and some uh, glasses with some tape on them. But these two stuck together, and they created legend. And we have, uh, even though I guess occasionally – Bubba is working with uh, Ring of Honor or Impact. The here and there, they ha- he hasn't uh, for a while. Uh, he has uh, podcast, and you have uh, Devon working backstage at WWE. They're still valuable members of the wrestling world, and they've gone everywhere, done everything. There's nothing barring going over to AEW and picking up those titles, which aren't going to happen. Uh, They've dominated the world, basically. So I'm going with the Dudley boys, and so it looks like our finals are going to be boys versus boys with the Dudleys against the Hardy boys. So Uh, in the semifinals, we had Hardys beat Simone Swat Team 3-0, and the Briscoes lose 2-1 to the Dudleys, setting up Hardy's Dudleys. Was there anything that surprised you in the semis, Sean? Your vote for the Briscoes, I think. Uh, really kind of surprised me. It didn't surprise me because, I mean, it, it it could be he knew that I would vote for the others so make it fun. And, I mean, they deserve – they do deserve a vote. It's just – oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the Briscoes going this far. I had them losing in round two. So when it came down to Briscoes, Dudley's, 
don't get me wrong, I knew the Dudleys were going to win, but the Briscoes have earned my respect watching ROH. So this is a hell of a matchup. Jonesy, was there anything for you in in the semis that you were surprised or no? Uh, not really. I mean, your vote a little bit, but not so much. Only reason why it, it, it surprised me a little bit is, you know, it's like, well, we just discussed Hardys and Samoans, and then it's almost the same two teams again, really, when you look at, you know, kind of what they've done. So, uh, well, that's what makes this tournament so interesting is, uh, the, the, some of the teams that parallel each other uh, and then eventually are going to meet up in this you know, tournament format. But when you're comparing them, it is going to be harder to figure out. And that's why that we are trying to figure out, at least in our opinion, the best of the best. I hope uh, people will end up maybe uh, putting a comment in the section and we can uh, respond back to them in the, uh, in future episodes to, uh, Give them a shout out of what they would have thought uh, would have done, or even uh, you know how we how they thought we voted on this. So that brings us to our final match up of the night, and it is Chris. You get to do it, and it's the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys. The first thing that pops into my head is the fact that the Delhi boys went over to Japan and went to I won the IWPG championships, not just once, but twice. That sticks out for me a lot because, I mean, both teams are great teams. Hardys are the more, you know, athletic ones that did more groovy moves where the Dudleys were more hardcore, but... They also knew how to the kind of almost like rest, uh, 80s wrestling style is what theirs was with a really bad attitude. Um, the Dully Boys were definitely much better on a microphone, in my opinion, interacting with the crowd, selling the match, everything. Uh, the Hardys were good at a lot of that, but I don't think... They were as good as the Dudleys. Um, now, mind you, the Hardys probably made the—they uh, might have made more money, and they probably definitely um, probably sold more tickets than the Dudleys. Um, but for me, it's the Dudley boys. They—they just—they got too much stuff. They—they—they've been around for a lot longer. Uh, they've had. They achieved success not as quick as maybe the Hardy Boys as far as getting to the top because, Jesus, you know, the Hardy Boys pretty much started at the top. So, uh, and that that makes me kind of rethink the Dudleys almost because how good the Hardys were at the beginning. But uh, uh, I got to I got to say that that Dudleys uh, over the Hardys they're just the better. Better rounded team. And well, might as well put this up here right now. Where is it? You had it up there. Oh, there I knew this was all predetermined. <laughs> the winners are going to be the Dudley Boys. Um, 
Hey, nothing's predetermined here, Chris. This is all. I know that. <laughs> this is more. How they, got, how they got their legacies might have been predetermined by uh, different bookers named Paul Heyman and uh, Vince McMahon and uh, Dixie Carter, or whoever. But yeah, world travelers, Dudley Boys, as opposed to. Primarily for the most of their uh, betterment of their career, Liberty product, Hardy Boys, Dudley worked their way hard to get to where they are and be respected everywhere. Uh, so, yeah. With the tables, including the Dudley Boys. Okay, well, I can't. We can't play too much because I don't want to get kicked. No. We'll have to figure that one out for future reference. Well, yeah, but, actually, uh, you, you could do 8-bit. There we go. But, yeah. yeah, so your vote is not going to count, though, Stephen, but were you going with the Dudleys over the Hardys? Yes, I was going Dudleys. Devon, get the tables. So, as you see here, we've uh, narrowed down to Dudley Boys tonight. They are going to advance to the uh, matchup of four uh, that will be coming out of the uh, different brackets. They're joining uh, the Midnight Express, and uh, we'll see who comes out next week. On the, uh, bracket. Next week's going to include no order, uh, Heart Foundation, Crusher and Bruiser, Miracle Violence Connection, Rock and Roll Express, Motor City Machine Guns, APA, Brainbusters, Rock and Sock Connection, New Age Outlaws, Briscoe Brothers, which I believe would be Jerry and Jack and Jerry. Yeah, Jack. Uh, the Hybrid Two, The Outsiders. I don't know how many did I go down? One, two, three. Four. Rucha Brothers, The Road Warriors, mm-hmm. Bullet Club, which is Galloway Anderson, The Good Brothers, well, and the, the New Day. So we have some very interesting other teams coming in two weeks. The North, Public Enemy, The Bar, Midnight Rockers, Harlem Heat, Natural Disasters, Demolition, Edge and Christian, War Machine, Dark Family, The Funks, Dream Team, uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew, which is Gene and Oli, and The Colossal Connection. So we have some still some big teams coming. 32 teams still to be uh, knocked down to just two teams. And join the Dudley Boys and Midnight Express. So, uh, I'll give thank you guys for joining us. We're working on uh, freshening up some things uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, we are discussing upcoming uh, tournament formats or uh, ideas. Uh, Jonesy uh, has been thinking about some uh, theme songs. Steven, you have a couple of ideas as well, I think, in there. Yeah. I, so. uh, we've, got, we've got still another two weeks of this, plus our, uh, <laughs> our finale, which will be live on Scumbags in two weeks. Yeah. Hold on. Let me pull up my calendar because I'm having a breakdown. One. One, two, so it'll be September 3rd? 
Which there might be a special announcement on that one. Actually. No, it'll be September 9th. September be, 9th, okay. Yeah, be September 10th because, yeah, we're, we're three weeks out. Yeah. So it'll be one, two. No, it's going to be September 3rd. Okay. Well, that one, uh, the, we'll actually have to make an announcement on that one as it gets closer. Uh, I believe it will be, though, September 2nd after AEW. Uh, so special that way. I'm going away on vacation uh, on Thursday, so I want to get this uh, wrapped up, and also we can uh, discuss other stuff. So before we go, Jonesy, do you want anything to uh, plug? Yeah, sure. There's a lot of things I'd like to talk about, but that can wait for another time. Um, yeah, actually, at the um, been doing a trivia game show. Uh, the, uh, where's the official name here? There we go. The Wrestling Trivia Game Show Challenge. Uh, picked a nice long name. Uh, might shorten it down, but uh, it's for fun. Uh, eventually, want to uh, make it more, but right now it's for fun. I want. I just want people to play. Um, uh, that's about it. Uh, go over to uh, our uh, Facebook page. Sorry, not a Facebook page, a group page, and on Facebook. And uh, there's episodes there. There's a new one up now, and there'll be another one. I think I'm going to be doing like Fridays and Mondays or something like that. Sounds good. So uh, check out uh, Wrestling Trivia Challenge. Be part of uh, the game show. Have some fun. We are. Fantasy Warfare Tournament, but it's also part of the Scumbags of Wrestling. And as you can see down below scrolling, where you can reach out to us, Scumbags of Wrestling on Facebook, uh, Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast also on Facebook. Podcast is available on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes. This show will be joining that as well, so you can either watch this uh, as a video like you are right now, or you can watch it in or listen to it in your car on uh, any of the podcast outlets that you might get your shows from. So that's available. And then Thursdays at eight o'clock, barring any uh, vacations or illnesses, we are Thursday nights, eight o'clock on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So please join us for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. And we're also doing t-shirts for Steven's Wrestling Journey money going to sick kids hospital here in toronto or well we're in london but toronto uh they're doing uh carry malformation uh research and steven is a uh, nine-year-old little guy who has uh carry malformation and they're trying to help other kids like him and you can buy a t-shirt for 30 dollars, poster for 15 uh 20 stars of the ontario independent wrestling scene including the pillars uh, Halal Beefcake, Kevin Bennett, Kevin Blackwood, Dana Garcia, Jody Threat, Carter Mason, Alexia Nicole, uh, students from the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and many more. So contact me, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and find out how you can get your shirt and support a great cause. Until next time, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on part three of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Bye.